Welcome back to the Torchbearers Podcast, where we are carrying the testimonies of Jesus from generation to generation to uncover the depths of God's nature, character, and values. We pray that in each episode, the Holy Spirit inspires greater expectation of God's active presence in our lives. In Christ, we are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive the good things He has for us. Let's jump in. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Torchbearers podcast. We are thrilled to be in the booth with you, listeners. We feel like you're here with us, but uh, who do we have in here today? As usual, our amazing, incredible, talented, and lovely co-host and producer, Lauren. What's up, everybody? And we also have a very special guest today, and it's our very good friend, Annie Kate. Hey, guys. Uh, Annie, we are so excited to have you on our podcast today to share about Jesus. And to our listeners, Annie is an incredibly wonderful friend. She is faithful and loyal, and she has tons of depth, and uh, she's very wise. She also has a beautiful singing voice. So we'll plug Antioch music. Maybe we can link it in the description. <laughs> but um, yeah, Annie's going to share uh, just a little bit about her life and who God has shown up to be for her. And so we're so excited. Um, Annie, would you Thanks, guys. be down to just give a brief introduction to our listeners? Yes. Oh, guys, I love y'all. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. Of course. I actually, I, uh, as, as you were giving the intro, I was realizing this is just cool. I just was reminded of this, but torchbearers, the word torchbearer is actually like a word that I feel like the Lord has spoken many times over my life, like in different seasons, but I have like a life mission statement and cool. torchbearer is like in the life mission statement. Anyways, I just felt encouraged by that. Amen. Let's um, go. Praise God. This feels um, right. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lord. Um, okay. Yeah. I, my name's Annie Kate. I um, live in Waco, Texas. I am about to get married in a month to a man named Jacob Sloan. He was born and raised in Texas and in Waco. I guess he lived here most of his life, but I'm so excited. We're so close. Um, I actually grew up in Boston uh, and moved here to go to Baylor. So Waco is where Baylor, the university is. And I work for a church in Waco called Antioch. I'm one of the worship pastors. And I work a lot with college students, so I'm kind of like the college worship pastor. So that's how I know Lauren and Lexa yes. from college, the yes. Baylor. From Baylor. Sickum Bears. Sickum. <laughs> yeah, we met, Waco seems, it seems nice right now. It's about, I don't know, 30 degrees outside. and Yeah, I'm like, sunny, Waco just looks sunny and warm. You know, It's probably like 60 degrees here right now. Wow. It starts <sighs> out like... 40 degrees in the morning so you layer up and then about an hour later it just starts to heat up and you're sweating you gotta take those layers back off <laughs> layers man oh yeah we love waco oh my goodness well we are so excited to jump into this conversation with you annie kate and now we're gonna give you the floor and we're excited to hear what you have to share about jesus oh thanks guys um I thought I'd start out by kind of sharing a little bit of my story because it just kind of, I mean, just from my life story, it gives context for what I'm going to share about Jesus. But I, um, so I grew up in Boston. My dad 
we I was actually born in Texas and we moved to Boston when I was a few months old to plant a church. My parents are believers, love Jesus, and I like truly took that for granted, did not know what a gift that was until I moved to college sure. and met just started to walk on my own and even just interact with people who didn't have the same upbringing that I did. And I'm just increasingly more grateful for my parents and the way that they discipled us. But so I'm the second of five kids. I have an older sister who is a year and a half older than me and then three younger brothers and the younger brothers, um, the age gap gets bigger per kid. So (laughs) The one right beneath me is two and a half years younger, and then, then six. No, yeah, then six and a half years younger, and then thirteen years younger. So, um, love my brothers, but we're not all very close in age. My sister and I were kind of just right up next to each other the whole growing up, though. So, um, big family, grew up in Boston, and. The, the north I don't know who's listening but the north is just very different <laughs> from the south and I definitely did not grow up around cultural Christianity and so moving to college it was total culture shock for me but um growing up that's all I knew I didn't necessarily I wasn't familiar with cultural Christianity I just knew that I didn't really have any people my age that were believers and my siblings were kind of all I had so we my parents homeschooled us when we were younger, so we weren't in public schools. The only we had we had some families that we were pretty close friends with that my parents kind of parented us alongside, but there were probably four or five families and every family every child in that family that matched up with me was a boy. So I just like didn't have girlfriends that were yeah. walking with the Lord. Um I still love all those guys, but just, you can only go so deep with a guy. And so I just, I think a huge part of my story is just dealing with loneliness. And I am just, I think back, it's still like, I still feel like the Lord's unpacking things from my childhood, but I'm so grateful for friendship with my siblings. I probably wouldn't have said at the time I'm really lonely because I was also probably an introvert and like had a wild imagination, loved to play outside. We had really fun neighbors, but I think I just realized like I craved something deeper mm-hmm. in friendship with people, in friendship in general, and I didn't find it in people. So a huge part. So I just shared my testimony like about a year ago and felt like the Lord brought this up and it kind of blew my mind and I hadn't really thought about it in this way. But so when I was probably in third or fourth grade, young, probably like seven or eight, um, an older friend gave me a CD. It was like a worship CD. And kind of context, my family's all very musical. My parents are both worship leaders. And we all grew up singing. That was another thing that I thought was pretty normal, but it's not normal. (laughs) It's not normal. (laughs) We like, when I got to college, I started to realize that it wasn't normal to sing your prayer before dinner. <laughs> oh my but gosh. Our family did that every night. That so uh, I love that. So, yeah, loved music um, and grew up around singing. Um, and so, one year, a family friend gave me a CD, and it was a Shane and Shane worship CD. Um, 
and it was either that one or a Hillsong CD. Those two CDs kind of blend together in my head in that season because I loved them both. But mm-hmm. one CD that was about God, and I just remember I had a purple boombox and I, I <laughs> boombox CD player, <laughs> and I would sit on the floor of my room just captured by this music, and. I did not know what it was. And I re- I looked back and I realized like, I-, I just felt captured by the melodies and the lyrics and how the, the dynamics of the music fit the lyrics. And there was just something beautiful about it that I just like loved and couldn't touch, but I, I, I couldn't get enough of it. I like had every detail memorized. <laughs> and I really, like, I realized looking back, I was, learning the presence of God and experiencing the presence of God for the first time. And I experienced it in music. And I think I was becoming more familiar with it, that I would begin to notice his presence in different ways, not just music, but specifically beauty was a way that I would notice him because I, I had experienced what he tasted like and what he felt like in the songs and in the music that, and it touched a part of my heart that I had been craving in friendship mm-hmm. and just throughout my years, um, learned to walk with him more deeply and put language to it as I would read the word and become more familiar with him. But so that was like a really random detail, but pretty important part of my story. Yeah. I'd say like it kind of, initiated friendship and and I had I guess I didn't say this but I had accepted the Lord into my heart a few years before um and just kind of grew up in a family we talked about the Lord a lot and I really do know that I came to an understanding of what receiving the Lord into my heart meant but I didn't necessarily know how to interact with him And so it was kind of around that time, probably seven or eight, where I started to realize, oh, I can interact with him. And he's like, he's close. He's not just like a piece of paper or a God far off in the sky. Like he's a friend, he's present. Um, So that was kind of initial. And then I'd say just kind of glazing over my whole entire childhood, I just had seasons of having a lot of friends and and in the middle of having a lot of friends didn't feel like I had much depth and there were for sure some really consistent friends throughout that um that were just fun and so faithful to be my friend but I just was looking for something different and my parents when we were kids taught us how to hear the voice of the Lord and we memorized a lot of scripture and that helped me to recognize his voice because I knew what his character was like. And so in seasons of loneliness or comparison or feeling pain or feeling betrayed by friends, just all the things that come with like high school and middle school and Mm. boys and a boy not liking me or a breakup or friend things feeling hard or grades being bad, (laughs) just hard things that happened to you growing up. I just, I knew how to, um, interact with the presence of God and um, was able to receive, was able to be led by his spirit. Like I kind of look back and I'm like, how did I, how did I make it (laughs) through high school without, without like being addicted to drugs or 
like alcohol or just any of the things that people around me were doing. And I, I just like the only factor variable I had was like, I, I, when life was hard, I like woke up every morning. Like I set my alarm for like 5am as a high schooler so that I could wake up and spend time with God because it was what my heart craved. So yeah, I just, I can't believe that's part of my story. So, um, high school, um, kind of my senior year, I, uh, was figuring out what I was going to do for college. Most of my friends were staying in Boston and I felt like the Lord just kind of, uh, put before me, Hey, you, you, you may only know Boston and you may only know what all of your friends are doing, but I want to teach you what community looks like and you don't have that here. So um, I want to invite you to start looking at places that you'd find community and friendship and people. And so I started to, I I guess kind of the only other place I didn't really look around much because the only place I really knew was Baylor. My parents went to Baylor (laughs) um, and I knew a lot of people that were going to Baylor and who lived in Waco. And so I um, applied to Baylor, ended up rooming with my one of my best friends like kind of random but we had kept in touch over the years she lived in Waco and she was going to Baylor so we lived together and I got connected to a church um the church I'm currently at um Antioch and I just was kind of shocked and overwhelmed that so many people my age I could live around so many people my age that loved God like I had never experienced anything like that it was like yeah. Very shocking and so exciting at the same time. I went to a small group every day and worship night every night. And I just was like in heaven. <laughs> it was so yeah. fun. Yeah, it was so amazing. Uh, I didn't know like what it was like to have friends that loved God more than I did that I could learn from. Like that was something that was, I had been craving my whole life and didn't know I had been craving it. Um, and so uh, that's kind of the context for um, where I was at in college. It was full of a lot of opportunities to know God. And uh, sorry, I'm, I'm figuring out how to bring this in. I guess I'll say that in the middle of being friends with God and in a really rich Christian environment, like there's. I still am so weak and have, I just was living in so much comparison and and insecurity. And uh, I didn't mention this part of high school, but kind of all throughout life, but especially high school, I um, just dealt with so much insecurity and comparison. And my sister, who's amazing, and she's like one of my closest friends for sure, but we just didn't get along as well growing up and she is just really good at a lot of things and so I'm just a year and a half younger and so went into high school just as her sister I was Molly's sister and just with school and amongst family and friends was just trying to figure out who am I and like who does the Lord say I am but I didn't really know that was a question it was always just like I'm not Molly or I'm not good enough and so I found she was really smart 
And I had disqualified, my, disqualified myself from being smart. And I mean, it's kind of funny because I didn't even make bad grades really, but I just like wasn't enough. Yeah. Lord was breaking down a lot, but she had school. I turned to sports and that was kind of a way I got a lot of attention. And, um, in high school, I feel like there's everyone's story going into college, maybe not everyone's, but in high school, like I was able to get a lot of attention from sports and that was my mm-hmm. thing, but I didn't do play sports in college. So when I went to sports, like that part of me was all of a sudden not there. So I had kind yeah. of an identity crisis. I was like, I love school I love Baylor I love my friends but also like they don't know this whole side of me like this is who I am Mm. and wrestled all throughout college and nobody probably would have really known this but wrestled all throughout college with like for sure probably some really discerning people could tell this but with a lot of comparison and it manifested in so many ways spiritual comparison body image stuff I wrestled with that for a really long time and just like social comparison and there's just so many things within the church when like the church is your main like Mm -hmm. group that are not spiritual at all there's so many things that were like I was comparing myself to the way that so-and-so gets attention from guys and comparing myself to the way so-and-so looks or the way this person communicates like so many things um, that you might experience in other kind of clubs, but the church was my social environment. So I experienced all that there and, um, yeah, I just felt like I had to be a certain, look a certain way, achieve a certain amount of things, lead enough things to be worth someone's time or attention or got like be valued to a certain level, and um would experience breakthrough from specific things as I would sit down and process them but I wouldn't say I I necessarily got a a whole lot of freedom there throughout college so um after college I uh gosh I glazed over a lot In, in my senior year of college I kind of got to another point where I was planning my own life and um, had plans to go to grad school and just kind of similar to high school. I was planning on doing this thing that sounded really cool to me. And um, God kind of interrupted me and was like, Hey, I have a plan for you and I'd love to be included in your plan. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, uh, when he says it like I, that, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I didn't even realize I was excluding you, but yeah. I've gotten so used to, planning my own thing and being in control and kind of needing to be in control so that I could get the attention I want. (laughs) Um, So he took me on a journey and um, again, just like I was so used to, because we did this as kids, I was really used to asking the Lord um, to speak about the future and just waiting to listen. And this is like a side note, but my parents, I just really look up to them. This is one thing they did when we were kids. We would like sit at the breakfast table and it's like, you know, four or five year olds. And they'd be like, all right, guys, we need to, we're, we're praying about buying a car. Let's all wait on the Lord and see what he has to say. And we would just as little kids be like listening to the Lord. Yeah. And I just remember like one time when we were kids, 
we we bought a green minivan because my sister like saw the color green <laughs> anyways it really like valued us and also taught us like the holy spirit is the same to an adult and to a child and really affirmed like the way that we hear from the lord and um affirmed that he was real <laughs> and worth following um so it, and it taught me like how his voice might sound um so my senior year when i was praying about what i was supposed to do i felt like the lord said to stay in waco and um to invest in uh young people creatives and musicians anyway so that had me stay and um God provided a job with the college ministry that I had been serving in and um, just kind of served because he said to, and it was not my dream job at first, truly. Like I was doing a lot of admin things that I didn't love, but he just, he kept opening doors. Um, and so that was 2019 and 2020 happened and in spring of 2020 COVID hit and kind of shut everything down and I'd say probably um that whole year I had been also living in performance mode and um I didn't necessarily love my job so I just kind of I I loved aspects of it but what I I felt like I was working to please a lot and felt a lot of comparison in me with um, co-workers or people whose jobs I like a little bit more. And um, so kind of got to when, when COVID hit and like work really slowed down, I realized, so I'm dealing with so much like bitterness and comparison and I don't know who I am and I don't know what the Lord is saying about me because I'm just comparing myself to other people. And um, so this is like God sets people free in such creative ways. But over COVID, I felt like the Lord spoke to me one morning, I want to run with you. And I uh, was like, yes, I want to start running. I'll start running. <laughs> and and I was like, okay, I'll sign up for a race and start training and like get a training plan. And the Lord like, felt like he slammed on the brakes and was like, whoa, no, I don't want to, I don't want you to time how fast you run or measure how far you go. I just want to be with you. Mm. And like that, just like, I'm getting teary thinking about it. That just like blew my mind that like I could have, I could, that he would just want to be with me and not care about how well I perform yeah. or whether or not I stand out in a crowd and um so i started to run with jesus every day and it just broke down like over the next few days weeks months just like broke down so much that um i didn't realize i had been living in and just uh feeling like i had to meet so many expectations to be who he created me to be and I would go on runs literally this is crazy I would go on runs and be like Lord which way do you want me to turn left or right and just like run and just familiarize myself with his voice again and it wasn't ever like you have to take 
a left turn or else I'm not going <laughs> to be with you. But it was just like, God, I want to remember, I want to know what your voice sounds like. And I want to be led by you. And I didn't have anything else to do. So I just ran with the Lord. And it was so freeing, especially because like sports and activity had been a place of performance and feeling like I had to uh, perform a certain way to be noticed by peers or my family or anyone you know so um yeah that was a, that was just kind of another like these are like small little moments but as I've reflected like the the moment in my childhood where he was showing me his presence through music and then and post-college is he is like he just like is so kind to, to introduce himself in different seasons that seems small but they've been so profound so that that one running like that has been such a place of freedom for me and still up until probably like a few months ago I, I hadn't like ever timed myself or measured myself on a run because it was just a safe place with me and Jesus yeah. um so um, I'm trying to think of where I should go next. Holy Spirit. Yeah, I am. Um, my journey with Jesus has, I didn't ever have like a, a place where I think a, a lot of people in the faith have especially people that grow up in the church have a lot of insecurity about their testimony mm-hmm. and just like, because there is not a clear, this is who I was and how sinful I was before yeah. the Lord. And this is what my life looks like now. And it's so drastically different that we discredit what God has done in our lives. And I, I just want to like encourage to those people like they look for the thread of hope. Like I, I just like I, I imagine I imagine like a a gold thread throughout my life and <laughs> like just like little tiny moments yeah. that the Lord was present when when I when I just thought I was living normal life, like when I was in my room listening to music and now music is my job, actually. <laughs> and God was so intentional with that. He was teaching me to notice his presence in music because that would be such a part of my life now. Um, and I work in ministry and there's so much comparison in ministry. And I think one of the main places that the Lord or that the enemy, sorry, not the Lord, that the enemy takes people out in ministry is with comparison. And especially in a day and age where there's everything's on social media and everything can be seen and there's big stages and lights and production. And it's so easy to make it about the person than about Jesus. And that's constantly attention I feel, but just, having had uh, that feeling like I've been bound to comparison my whole life in the Lord um, 
free, like really truly, I do feel like I was set free. And as I began to go on runs with him, just knowing that he values presence with me yeah. over anything that I could produce, anything that I could do that seen before man, like he values presence with me over that. He could care less what my song sounds like, or he could care less what how fast I run that mile that's irrelevant because I don't run professionally but (laughs) but he could care less about what's produced he looks at the heart and he cares about friendship and so those little moments throughout my life have been so profound and have shaped who I am as a friend to Jesus have shaped my job have shaped how I disciple people (laughs) um so yeah that's all about my story you guys can feel free to ask questions because I for sure bounced around to a lot of different things but yeah I mean Annie Kate thank you for sharing that was I mean you shared so vulnerably and I think it's just beautiful to see as you've articulated this this thread of hope that God has so clearly been weaving through your life like in all Mm -hmm. different ages and all different stages this this thread of him teaching you about himself and I just love you. I love you listening to those CDs and experiencing the presence of God through your purple boombox. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had one too, but it's like you, you're, you didn't have maybe like language for what was happening, but it's Mm -hmm. the fact that you were continually drawn back to the presence of God that you found, um, through, through worship, which is, really full circle considering what you're doing right now as a worship leader but Mm -hmm. and then I love how you went into um how your family facilitated safe spaces for you guys to learn how to hear the voice of God and practice and like you said you said something I loved what you said it says you said I practiced hearing the voice of God and that and that taught me like what he might sound like and Mm -hmm. it was cool like even the the green minivan example, your parents being able to follow the Holy Spirit, teach you that there's no junior Holy Spirit and just affirm yeah. what God is saying to you and, and trusting that it is the Holy Spirit, you know, as they're asking you to listen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I love also how you were talking about the word of God tells us more about his character. Like that's where we, that's where we learn about it and we can trust we can trust what we read there. Um, and then fast forwarding to uh, your struggles with comparison and performance um, and control later on in life. And um, that just showing you more of your need to know your identity in, in who God is and who he says that you are rather than in whatever you're doing or <laughs> whatever you yeah. can produce. And I think um, his gentle reminders to invite him in when he's like, hey, I would love to be included, you know, um, just the gentleness of God to keep you on track and keep you in step with him. And I, and I just love how he's, he's teaching about his presence, he's teaching you about his voice, and he's teaching you about who you are. So you first had to learn what he's like, and then he wanted you to know who you are. And I think you'll only step more into that, I think, as you as you grow and mature in him, um, which is so beautiful. Um, yeah, and one last thing, I just remember what he was saying to you about the about the running when he said, um, Oh, I don't I don't want you to, 
time yourself or check your runs or whatever. I just want to be with you. And I think that speaks so highly to what he values is, is being with us and being so close to us. Like he actually isn't a big, scary, faraway God, although he is big and grand, but he is a big God who comes near to us. And I, yeah. I think it's so beautiful the way that you experience that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thankful for it. It's so beautiful. So mm-hmm. as we as we continue on, how would you say in all of these things, as you look back on testimonies of what Jesus has done in your life, how has he displayed himself to you? Or what would you say that he's emphasized about himself from what you've mm-hmm. shared? Yeah. Um. I think uh, for for all all my life when I share my testimony, I often highlight how he's a friend. Um, and I think like as I was thinking about like before I, before I hopped on this call with you guys, and um, even just as I was sharing like beyond friend, I have just thought a lot about his nearness, like. The, knowing his voice, knowing what his voice sounds like is because I've been aware of his nearness. And even just thinking about Jesus, the person of of God who came into the world as a human, like the scripture describes him as Emmanuel, God with us. And I, I think beyond friend, I think he is near, like he's present. And in my room, listening to music, he was teaching me about his presence, how he's close, that he's, he's knowable, that I can notice things about him, that I can experience his love, that I can know what his voice sounds like, that I can see his beauty, that I can hear his beauty, that there's, he's a person and he's near, he's not far off and he's inter like, I'm able to interact with him. Yeah. So, and he has a personality. I think like one thing that I was, I was thinking about or just yesterday, I think um, he brought me to Psalm 73 and it says it is good to be near God. And there's, um, I wrote it down um, in verse 25, it says, whom I have in heaven, who, whom have I in heaven, but you, and there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. And I think that like, the next verse, my heart and flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Just in, in, in life for anyone, you're going to experience a lot of emotions and things that feel like they weaken your heart and things that strengthen your heart. It feels like joyful things and hard things. I mean, even just engagement, which like, so, you know, like there's season, like you're supposed to feel happy, but also there's a lot of things that you're transitioning and feel hard and just felt his comfort in his nearness saying, I've, ex- I've felt all of those feelings that you've felt before and I'm near to you and I'm the strength of your heart. Like you don't, it's okay to be weak because I'm near yeah. um, and I strengthen you. So that was a long way of saying, I think I've, I've really experienced his nearness and that it is good to be near God. <laughs> it is good to be near God. Amen. 
uh, I, that's so beautiful. And I, and I feel like that comes full circle to just even what you were sharing at the beginning of your testimony of you dealing so much with loneliness. And God, as, yeah. you, as you look back, you're like, you identified even in the moment, okay, loneliness, that's the struggle. Comparison, that's the struggle, whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. it was at the time, you know. But as you look back and you recognize the overarching Thing about God that He's revealed Himself to you is is it's the God who is near, and I think yeah. that is so beautiful. Like God is so desires to be near to us that He sent us His Holy Spirit to live inside of us, yes. like God Himself living inside of us humans. You know, yeah. And it's so that we'd never be lonely again. Like, of course, there's so many benefits. Psalm 103 talks about all the benefits. Forget not the benefits of being with God. Yes. But I think one of the one of the most beautiful ones is, man, the Holy Spirit came so that we'd never have to be lonely again. And he's the one who teaches us about the character and nature of the Father and about Jesus. And I think it's, um, I think it's beautiful to think about how he comes near, like, regardless of our behavior or what we think about him in the moment. Like, he, he's faithful to be the God yes. who comes near. And yes. I, I love that you brought up Psalm 73 because it's one of my favorite ones. I was thinking about yeah. it yesterday morning, actually. But just God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever, and there's nothing I, yeah. desire, on earth, I desire on earth besides you. Like, what a beautiful posture for our hearts to be in that's so encouraging Mm, yeah yeah even just as you're talking like (laughs) there's you know there's hundreds thousands characteristics of god but you think about the bible like that is the the narrative of the bible it's like god wanted to be near people like and he created people walked with them in the garden wanted to be near his his children and you know sin happened and we were separated and he's holy and we're not holy and but like the story of Jesus and the miracle of Jesus is that he made a way for us to be near God again and it sounds it seems so simple like when I was beginning to share this I'm like this is just such a simple concept that we don't really I don't feel like we talk about it as much as we could because it it doesn't seem so profound, but it is incredibly profound before anything that we could do for God. He would rather just be near us just to sit with us. That's why he created us was to (laughs) be with us. And he doesn't need anything from us. He just wants friendship. He wants Mm. closeness. So profound. It's, it's, it's simple and it's profound and it changes everything. Like when we think about God being near to us, it changes everything about who we think we are and who we think God is. That shows us like the character of the father, like what you're just saying, we were created for him to be with him, you know, and I'm sitting here and my son brave is snuggled on my chest right now because that's the only place he's happy right now. But it's just like. It's my delight to be near to him, even though he's a mini furnace and he's making me, you know, sweat and he's wiggling around and I'm almost dropping him. But just kidding, I'm not almost dropping him. But just like it's my delight to be near to him and he desires to be near to me. And I just think that's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful metaphor of like as children, like God wants us to desire to be near to him and and he'll always be faithful 
to be near to us and that's his it's his joy yeah. it's his delight to yeah do too yeah it's really yeah really sweet yeah and and throughout life like I am learning this more and more every day but he is near like it's not something that I have to like ask for him to be like right. he is near it's just a good point. am I aware of him like am I aware of his presence mm-hmm. like it's me turning my attention to him not him it's not a problem of him turning his attention to me like he's he is attentive to me because he is near that is his nature he can't be what he's not (laughs) it's so good yeah I I love what you're just saying it's that's his nature it's it's his nature to be near to us is it's his nature to desire to be close to us and Mm -hmm. he'll even He'll even turn our chins toward him, you know, so mm, that we yeah. turn to him. He's, he'll yes. help us do that because he's that yes. good. I mm. love that. Oh, Annie, thank you so much for sharing. And just as we, as we wrap up and close, would you pray for our listeners that they would experience the nearness of God? Yeah, I would love to. <sighs> Yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are near us, that you are closer than our breath. Lord, I um, thank you that are the Lord and that you make God knowable to us, that you reveal Jesus, Holy Spirit, um, that you guide, that you direct, that you bring comfort, um, that you sit with us, you rejoice with us. Just thank you that you love to be with your kids and that you're Emmanuel, God with us. Um, God, I pray over every ear that is listening um, to this podcast today, Lord, that they would be aware of your presence where right where they are, Lord, that you would encourage their heart, Lord, and any emotion that they feel, Lord, that they would know that you're present with them, that you're not afraid of the extreme emotions, that you're excited about the joys and you sit with us in the lows that you're not deterred by our circumstance, but that you are present and that you are knowable, that you speak, Lord. I just ask that your children would hear your voice today, hearing what you love about them and how pleased you are with their lives, regardless of what they can produce. Lord, we thank you that you are a loving father um, and that you love to be with your kids just ask for a deeper revelation of this for every person that's listening, that they would know in their mind and in their heart that it is good to be near God and experience that to a whole new level today. We love you, Lord, so much. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good. And sadly, with that beautiful prayer, we are all out of time for today. Annie Kate, we were so right. glad that you would join us on the Torchbearers podcast. Thank you for sharing your testimony of Jesus. And I hope mm. it inspires hope for others as well to experience the nearness of God the way that you have. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We are so grateful, and we hope that you are encouraged that as children of God, you are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive the extravagant blessings He has in store for you. Come back next week to learn more about the nature, character, and values of God.